Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. It is great to have you with us as we begin a new week. We will rejoice and be glad in each new day God gives to us. This vocabulary comes from Psalm chapter 118 and verse 24. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, 24. This psalm has a particular historical context within which this verse fits, but we can most definitely apply this to our attitude on this Monday. Despite what is going on with us, indeed because of what is happening in our lives, we rejoice and we are glad because God is with us. He is the Creator who made this morning, this afternoon, and this evening, and He gifted us with life. And so we commit ourselves again, afresh and anew, to our God. You are listening to God Is, and He is so marvelous. Words seem inadequate to describe His glory, and yet we have His Word to us in which He reveals Himself and unveils for us the true condition of our lives before him. In Genesis chapter 4, God is dealing with this man Cain. The Lord has exposed Cain's sin of murdering his younger brother out in the field. That took place, we are told, in verse 8. Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. In verse 9, God pursued Cain and asked him, Where is Abel, your brother? That was God's gracious invitation for Cain to confess his sin, to come clean and be forgiven. But Cain snapped at God and, being snarky, said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Once the Lord's grace was rejected, the Lord then, I am reading Genesis 4, verse 10, the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. We have dealt with the profound meaning underlying the question, What have you done? And regarding God's word, The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. I left you on Friday with this insight. God is very attentive to our sin. God is very attentive to our sin. Notice that God hears Abel's blood crying out to him. And we did a Bible study and explored Genesis chapters 18 and 19, Exodus chapter 3, as well as Luke chapter 18 and Revelation chapter 6, finding other texts that demonstrate this great biblical truth. God hears And God sees our sin. Today I want to draw your attention to a second insight, which is this. God hears Abel's blood. Did you catch that as I read verse 10? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. That, to me, is interesting and should be noted. 
To begin with, this should be marked in our Bibles because this is the first time in Scripture when blood is mentioned. That is true, although blood has been implied before. For example, in Genesis 3, verse 21, when God made skins for Adam and Eve to cover themselves, the skin must have come from animals that were slain. The blood of those animals would have poured forth from their bodies when they were killed. But here in Genesis 4, verse 10, we have the first mention of this word blood, and this is human blood. Furthermore, when we study the Hebrew language, we learn that this Hebrew word for blood is written in the plural. In other words, many drops of blood. Abel's many drops of blood cry out to God from the ground. Merrill Unger says it, each and every drop of Abel's blood, all his blood, speaks to God out of the ground from where Abel's dead body was lying. H.C. Leupold says the blood was crying out persistently and continually. And in his commentary, he takes us right over to the same verse that was on my mind as I was reading Genesis. That is Leviticus 17, verse 11. Leviticus 17, 11 begins, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. For the life of the flesh is is in the blood. We have dealt with this verse before on God is, so I will not spend much time on it, other than to say, because the life of the person is in the blood, and God cares so deeply about each and every life, therefore, blood really matters to God. Dr. Leupold says, God highly esteems blood. And that is true. And there is a reason why. It is not that God is bloodthirsty, some sort of divine vampire out to suck blood. No, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Abel's life was in his blood. Therefore, when Cain took that life and the blood poured out of the wound and the blood stopped circulating in the body and the man died, well, it was every drop of Abel's blood that made its appeal to heaven. Throughout the Bible, we read about what a treacherous sin killing is because of how it robs life of blood. And without blood, there is no life. And I want to walk us through a few examples because I think it is essential to emphasize in Cain's sin why the Lord God would not tolerate murder. He never has. He never will. From the very beginning of the Bible until the end, none of us are granted God's permission to unlawfully kill another human being. In fact, even how we kill animals is addressed in Scripture and applied today, for example, by a good hunter, someone who hunts wild animals. A little further along in the book of Genesis, we come to chapter 9. The great flood that God sent upon the earth has ended, and it is now safe for Noah, his family, and the animals to retreat from the ark. And we have before us in chapter 9 the covenant God makes with Noah. Listen to how the ninth chapter of Genesis begins. 
I will read verses 1 through 6. Genesis 9, verses 1 through 6. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the sky, with everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea, into your hand they are given. Every moving thing that is alive shall be food for you. I give all to you as I gave the green plant. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Surely I will require your lifeblood. From every beast I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made them. This passage deals with the sanctity of human life which was needed because part of the sin before the blood was the total lack of regard for human life. Murder precipitated God's judgment on humankind. Let's bear down on verse 4. God allows the eating of animal flesh, but he does not allow the eating of the animal's blood. The blood had to be drained from the meat before the animal could be eaten. And why should that be the case? This is why. The blood represents life, and every life is sacred to God. In verse 5, God speaks again about blood and says that both for animals and for humans, when a life is taken, a life is required. Life for life. This God requires. Capital punishment is invoked upon every human who unlawfully takes a life. We see that clearly in verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood, that is murder. By man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed as a deterrent against the violence experienced before the flood. To human government, God gave the command that when one person murders another person, the punishment is that the murderer, him or herself, be killed. Why? Well, the answer is right there at the end of verse 6. People are made in the image of God. Genesis 9, verse 6 reads, In the image of God, he made man. If you take human life, you have highly offended God, who made all people in his image. God is clearly articulating how offended he is by murder. How dare anyone kill a fellow human being who is made in the very image of God? The Lord God will not tolerate murder. From the very beginning of the Bible until the end, none of us are granted God's permission to unlawfully kill another human being. If we do, the punishment is our own life. Life for life. We call this capital punishment. 
In Genesis 4, God hears Abel's blood. And notice the emphasis in Genesis 9, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. Because the life of the person is in the blood, and God cares so deeply about each and every life, therefore blood really matters to God. Join us tomorrow for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.